Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Good morning, everybody. It is an absolute privilege for me to be able to share around the Word this morning. I'm very excited to uh, share some thoughts out of John chapter 14. So if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to read along, uh, but our team have also put them on the screen so that you can follow along there as well. In John chapter 14, uh, at verse uh, 16, it says, Jesus speaking, And I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. An amazing passage of Scripture that is so rich that we're going to believe for God to open up in our hearts this morning as we consider what it is He said. And if you're taking notes, the title of my message this morning is Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. We're going to pray, ask God to bless us as we come around the Scriptures this morning. So Lord, I just want to thank You so much that every time we come to the Scriptures, You reveal Yourself to us. You help us to see You again, to see You in a way that we've never known before or seen before. And I thank You that the more we see You, the more we can become like You. So I pray more than anything for transformation in the hearts of your people this morning as we consider you in Scripture. In Jesus' name, Amen. Do you know, some things in life come and go and then other things are yours forever. You know, certain things that we have, no one can touch. Things like moments or memories, experiences that we have had. You know, there's experience that I've had that regardless of what happens around me, no one can take away from me. You know, I think about the year six knockout grand final that I won when I got, got that ball at the end and fended off a couple of attackers to help us seal the victory. I got chaired out of the stadium. No matter what happens in my life, that will always be with me. The being carried in a chair out of the stadium in my year six knockout grand final. How good is that? You know, another thing that I'll never forget is my wedding day. My wedding day when my beautiful bride was walking down the aisle towards me. You can't take that away from me. I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but that's something that I will always have. Another the memory that I'll always have that no one can touch is, is the, the, the night, I should say, that my first daughter arrived when I realised and, and I saw my daughter for the first time. Now, not just because Lacey arrived that night, but also because of this delirious 2am conversation I had with the car park guy. Basically, it had been a massive day, as it is when you have a baby. Um, Not for me, but for Milani. And at about 2am, when all was said and done and little Lacey had arrived on the scene, uh, we decided, you know, we need to go get some food. And Milani's like, I haven't eaten since 7am Tim, time to go get some food. The only thing open is Macca's, so I do a good old Macca's run at 2am. Now I get in my car, I go downstairs and I get to the car park and when I get to the boom gate, it will not open. 
Now, I buzz the guy. It's someone in another part of the country responds and I explain the situation. I can't get out. My car doesn't work. And I said to him, I said, listen, bro, my wife has been in labour for like hours for an entire day and she needs food. I'm getting out of here one way or another. The only thing I can think to do now is to force the gate open, but I think I might break it. And he says, you know what? Break it. (laughs) He's like, go for it. You need to get some food to your wife. And I'm like, thank you, my friend. Is this being recorded just in case I get in trouble? He's like, yes, it is. I'm like, thank you very much. And I force this gate open, go and get some Maccas, come back and park. The next morning, the security uh, called me, uh, basically, uh, they found my number plate and got in touch with me. And they are like, did you break our boom gate last night? Explain the situation. The gate was broken for a week. Everyone around the hospital was disappointed, but my wife got the meal she deserved. Maccas after giving birth. How about that? There are memories that we have and moments that we've experienced that will be with you forever. Do you know, a lot may change in my life, but these are some of the things that I have that no one can touch. These are some things that make me who I am. You know, this verse that we just read, Jesus is sharing with His disciples about a gift He's going to give them that will be with them forever. Through all of life's ups and downs, this gift will be with them through it all. No one can take this from them. And you know, in an era of restrictions and lockdowns and things uh, you know, that we experience in our life that feel like they've been taken away from us, it's powerful to take some time to remember and to dwell on those things that can never be taken away from us, the things that no one can touch. And so this morning, as we come around the Scripture uh, in John chapter 14, I want to share three things from John 14 that you have that no one can touch. The first thing I want to draw your attention to that you have that no one can touch is this, your testimony. No one can take away your testimony. John 14 verse 17 says, The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him. You know Him. Do you know, if you're a Christian, you're a Christian because you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and your heart has been stirred towards faith. You have encountered Jesus. You know what it is to uh, encounter the love of God. That's why we're believers, because we have met the living God. No one can take that away from you. Your testimony, your witness of what God has done in your life and who He has been in your life should be a constant encouragement because that's something that can never be taken away from you. There is great power in reminding us of God's goodness. Do you know, last year when, uh, when we first went into lockdowns, we had a little bit of extra space and extra time as everyone did and I remember doing this Bible reading plan that I'd been really wanting to do for a long time, but it's pretty intense. You read through the whole Bible really quickly and it helps give you sort of like a big picture view of the story of the Bible. And the thing that stood out to me, probably one of the things that stood out to me the most after reading the entire Bible was how many times the Exodus story was recounted throughout the entire Old Testament and the New Testament. It honestly felt like every new significant character that comes into play throughout the entire Bible at some point is in front of people saying 
This is what the Lord did and recounts the Exodus story. Sometimes taking two, three, four chapters to tell the story again and again. And after spending a month reading the Bible, I had heard the Exodus story about 50, 60 times from people as diverse as, you know, um, you know the kings that had been instigated or priests that had come up uh, from, you know, New Testament people like Stephen before he was martyred, sharing the story of God's provision for Israel. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about how powerful it is to remember what God has done for us how powerful it is to dwell on what He has done and the the miracles that we have seen, our testimony, our witness to God's goodness. And just like throughout the Bible, they are reflecting on His exodus, I wanna encourage you, we should be reflecting as much as we possibly can on how good God has been to us. When so many things are trying to take our attention and draw our gaze away from from, uh, God, we should be remembering how good God has been to us. You know, they recited the story of Exodus when things were not going so well. So much of the Old Testament is when Israel's in, in uh, exile. They are separated from their promise. They're separated from the land that God had given them. Yet they continue to remember, even in the hard times, the miracle working power of God who delivered them as a nation. Do you know, for me, I think about my life and I think about how how much God has done in my life. You know, from a 13-year-old boy who encountered Jesus, you know, the trajectory of my life versus what I've experienced in my life, it's incomparable. It's, it, it blows my mind. And the more I think about how good God has been to me, the more gratitude rises in my heart. Do you know, I think about how, you know, when I was a young guy, my life was heading a particular direction. But since coming to know God, He's done a work on my identity. He's given me a sense of purpose and cause something to live for. I met my wife as I pursued God. I started my family as I pursued God. I've been a part of this beautiful horizon community as I pursued God. As I look at my life, I am so grateful for the good things God has done. This is my testimony. And the more I think about it, the more grateful I become. There is power in dwelling on the good things that God has done in our life. The second thing from John chapter 14 that you have that no one can touch is the Holy Spirit. In John 14, verse 16, it says this, And I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Forever. You know, this word forever literally means the perpetuity of time, this eternal uh, uh, experience of something that never, ever ends. This gift that Jesus gives to His followers, the gift of the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. And in verse 17, it goes on to say, you will know Him uh, for He lives with you and will be in you. You know, this month as we were reading through our Bible reading plan, I was really taken aback when I read in John chapter 1, the, uh, the John the Baptist talking about Jesus saying, I would know who Jesus is, who the Messiah is, who the Lord's anointed one was, because the Spirit would descend upon Him and would not leave Him. And I just thought about that. It stuck out to me because I just thought the Holy Spirit, when God gives us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't come and go. The Holy Spirit's not with us when we're doing well and leaves us when we're doing poorly. The Holy Spirit through thick and thin, through good times and bad times, stays with us. 
the Holy Spirit never leaves us. Jesus says He will be with us forever. Do you know, if the Holy Spirit is God and the Holy Spirit is present inside of you, well, then that means that you have with you at all times a counsellor. You have with you at all times a comforter, a confidant. You have with you an advocate. You have with you life itself. You have with you hope. You have with you wisdom. You have with you insight. You have with you a guide. You have with you an advisor. You have with you a way maker. You have with you a miracle worker, as the song goes on to say. You actually have God with you at all times. What a massive blessing that is. How awesome is it to know that you are not going through any of this alone? And not only are you not going through it alone, the person that you're going through it with is God Himself. The source of all wisdom, the source of all life, the source of of all things that you need. The one who can see the beginning from the end. The one who knows what is yet to come. What a massive benefit it is to be a Christian and to have relationship with God. You have the Holy Spirit. What does it look like to live with the Holy Spirit? Well, it means that, you know, as a church, you know, one of our, our principles, we, are, we call ourselves a Spirit-led church. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. You know, if we are spirit, a Spirit-led church and being part of that church, we believe that we can be Spirit-led people. To be led is to be taken somewhere that, necess- that you don't necessarily understand. To trust and to follow where someone would lead you, where the Holy Spirit would lead you, even if it doesn't quite make sense. So to be a Spirit-led person and to be in partnership with the Holy Spirit and to act, you know, to access what God has for us with this beautiful gift of His presence, it means that I, I don't just do what the crowds do. I don't just follow the crowd and what everyone else is doing and you know, group think and decide if everyone's decided this thing, I'm gonna do that as well. I don't just do what the crowds do. I don't just follow uh, popular opinion or do what I think, you know, um, the people around me would want me to do. There's something where I seek God for myself. I don't just do what I've always done. Oh, I've experienced this before. I know what to do in this situation. A person who is led by the Spirit knows that God has information and is aware of situations that are different now to how they were in the past. So what worked in the past won't necessarily work in this season. But if I trust God and follow His lead, He will know exactly what to do in every circumstance and in every situation because each is unique. It means I don't just do what I want to do. I would like this. I think that's best. This is what I want to do. We actually lay down that right to do what we want to do and say, God, tell me what it is you want me to do. Jesus Himself, His words in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. When we live like that, when we live like that, led by the Holy Spirit, we are allowing God to take us where He wants to take us. It's a life informed by revelation. It's Scripture coming alive and giving you insight and wisdom in a situation. It's, it's changing your direction after you've spent time in prayer and you feel that the Holy Spirit has impressed upon you something that you were unaware of before your prayer time. It is a step of faith in the face of fear. It is trusting God and following Him and knowing what it is to live with Him. A Holy Spirit-led life is dynamic. It's powerful. It's a life lived beyond the capacity of any man. You have your testimony, no one can touch it. And you have the Holy Spirit who doesn't come and go, but is with you forever. And the third thing 
from John 14 that you have that no one can touch is everlasting life. I love this in John chapter 14, verse 18 and 19. It says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. Do you know there is life beyond this moment? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what circumstances surround you. I don't know what challenges you face. But what I do know is that there is life beyond this moment. Whether you're in a good moment, whether you're in a bad moment, all I know is that it's not the last moment, that there is more that God has for you. There is life beyond this moment. You know, many years ago, I uh, you know, had an experience where I honestly probably could have lost my life. Uh, let, let, let's be honest for a moment. I had a few stories I could have chosen to share at this moment where I could have lost my life. Um, but one that came to mind was when I had this accident down at the snow and I, I was on a jump and I'd been trying this trick all day and I didn't quite get it. And I was tired and I thought I'll have one more go. And as I went to go for it, I caught a rail and landed on my head <laughs> after flying through the air for about 50 feet and KO'd like goners, like completely out to it. Like, I don't even really remember this. I just had a video of it. So it was pretty impressive. But as I slid to like a, a stop and I was completely just not moving. Uh, my brother, uh, he, he thought the worst. He is like, that's it. My brother's dead. It's the end. And so he rushes down and he's shaking me. Tim, no, Tim, why? <laughs> he's like, wake up, please. Anyway, about a, almost a, a full minute uh, elapses between the moment I hit and the moment that I start to come to. And it's like, oh my gosh, thank God you're not dead. You're probably just permanently brain damaged. That's, that's so much better. So my brother is relieved in this moment, but I was thinking about it because, you know, at any point in our life, things could have gone a different way. And if I had passed away that day, then I wouldn't have lived any of the life I've lived since. Now I can tell you when it comes to living life, even my worst days since then <laughs> are better than uh, than not have not being able to live them. I, I, I'm grateful even for the things that you know most people take for granted because I might not have experienced that if something had gone a different way. Do you know if that's true in our mortal lives? How much more true is it when it comes to eternal life? That I am alive in Jesus, and I'm not dead in my sin. Every single day, I realize and remember that. There is more to this life than meets the eye. Every single day, I know what it is to feel the presence of God and to experience the Holy Spirit and to walk with Him is a day that I'm not dead in my sins. How good is it to live with Him? It is this assurance that there is more to life than meets the eye, that there is more to life than this very moment that gives us great confidence and great hope and great endurance. You know, this is why Paul, the Apostle, was able to say, Oh, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. There's no losing if you're a Christian. Paul's like, mate, if I'm alive, thank the Lord, I'm gonna see God do great miracles. Lives are gonna be transformed. In fact, I know it's for your good that I'm alive so that God can do more things through me. But he goes, for me, the alternative is just as good because I know eternal life awaits me. 
There is more to this life than just what I am seeing right now. How can I live defeated when I have my testimony of all the good things God's done? When I have the Holy Spirit, like God Himself with me and living in me, how can I be defeated when I have everlasting life in Jesus? Because I live, you will live. Do you know, we have a choice to either magnify our suffering or magnify our Saviour. And when we magnify our Saviour, we can endure all suffering. And this morning, I hope you're encouraged by the Scripture that reminds us there are some things, regardless of what's happening around us, that can never be taken from us. Our testimony, the Holy Spirit, an everlasting life. Be encouraged this week as you remember the goodness of God. Now, as I've been preaching, maybe, maybe you're sitting there and something's been happening on the inside and you don't know how to explain it. You can't maybe put words to it, but you can sense that there's something going on. This is the Holy Spirit reaching out to you. It's an invitation saying, hey, would you open up your heart? Give me a chance. Would you reach out to see who I am and in faith receive me into your life? You know, if that's you this morning, it's so simple to start this relationship with God. It's, it's as simple as opening up your heart and saying, all right, Jesus, I choose you. I choose you. And I receive what it is you have done so that I can be made right with God and you will have your own testimony. And the Holy Spirit will come and make His dwelling in you as He does in the, in the followers of Jesus. And you will have everlasting life. Even once your life finishes on this earth, you will walk forever with the Lord. So right now, wherever you are, why don't you just close your eyes in your bedroom, your lounge room, in your car. Just close your eyes. And if that's you this morning and you, you know that you need to invite Jesus into your heart, I'm just going to lead you in a simple prayer. A simple prayer inviting Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour. And then we'll call uh, the, this morning to an end. So wherever you are right now, why don't you just repeat this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my sin. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.